What's up, Rehab Cairo Nation? Justin Rabinowitz back here for another episode. So I'm recording this as I'm looking out on the beach here in Hermosa Beach, California. I'm currently out here on a work trip. I got to meet some of the students currently taking my Everything You Should Have Learned in Cairo School. We did that last night, so I met up with quite a few of the students on my course. And as everyone knows, the the internet and Zoom is can be different than in person. There are people, it's like, you see them online, it's like, hi, I, I think I know you. I think I've seen you on Zoom. And then you get to meet them in person. But I'm just so grateful to be able to connect with so many rehab Cairo's, just brilliant, smart, humble people that I genuinely believe we are in a position now to transform this profession and individually help rehab Kairos to be able to get their practice going, make a life for themselves, build a business they're proud of, and to be able to play a small part part in that, uh, I just couldn't be more grateful. Um, I mentioned being at the beach because it's a good time to sort of reset and think. And one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is the quote that I talk to many of my students about, which is, be where your feet are. And so I think for so many of us, we're always looking to the next thing and wishing we had something different and hoping that something would change. And when we get to this point, it'll be better. But wherever you currently are is where you are and enjoy it, right? Maybe you don't have a ton of money. Maybe you have student loans. Maybe you're stressed, but you might be young. (laughs) And the guy that's old wishes he was in your position. So be where you are, be where your feet are. Um, It's a great time. It's a great time to be on this journey. Hope you're on the journey with us in the rehab Cairo world. And uh, we genuinely appreciate you listening. So for this episode, it's another clip from our Jersey Shore Mastermind. And I think this is a really important concept that many of us don't think about. And it's our hourly rate. Now, most of us consider our hourly rate when we're treating patients. And so if we treat a patient for 300 bucks for the hour, our hourly rate is $300. I think the problem is most of us don't quantify that outside of patient treatment. So if you treat a patient and they swipe their credit card or you bill their insurance, you know that that work correlates with this amount of money. I think one of the main issues in business is we don't quantify that or the other aspects of our business. And because of that, we don't see the value in it. And in this clip, the exercise that I forced people to really look into is the idea that some of the outreach, some of the marketing, some of the sales training, some of that work, if you actually quantified it by the time you're spending to the return on investment, it's three, four, five, six times as much as the patient treatment. And one of the things I'm super, super, super passionate about teaching my rehab chiros is that the goal in the business is to make your patient treatment the least valuable thing you do. Let me say that again. The patient treatment for hourly rate should be the least valuable thing you do do. It is a very important concept to understand. If you can wrap your brain around this, it is going to give you so much leverage because your time will now be worth more. And if you think about it, the only way to really grow the business financially is to make your hourly rate worth more because you will not create more time. Everyone has the same amount of time. The people that get rich, the people that get wealthy, they make more for the same amount of time. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you can take this, crunch some numbers, have a piece of paper out, write down the numbers as we're talking about it so that you can wrap your head around the concepts that we're talking about here. If anyone has any issues, questions, you know where to find me 
on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz. Uh, please like, share, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Business School for the Rehab Chiropractor. Class is officially in session. My name is Justin Rabinowitz, and I am a rehab chiropractor on a mission to teach you, a fellow rehab chiropractor, the exact tools and systems I've used to build my own successful rehab chiropractic practice so you can do the same. I hope you enjoy, and please subscribe. The only way we're really going to make more money, if we think about it, is to... Is to our, our hourly rate has to go up in theory, right? And so most of us just think we have to charge more. And yeah, that's true. That's true. We do have to charge more. However, my thing is, if you're going to be treating patients, I always say the goal for you guys as treating patients is to make that the least valuable use of your time. But what does that actually mean? How do we do that? How do we do that? And so Allison, she's about $300 an hour, right? So that's, that's, that's her rate, so to speak. I might be fudging the numbers, but the concept should be fine. I think, I think I'm on track here, though, because I was thinking about this the other day. So starting in April, one of the things Alice and I sat down and said, we are going to block out your schedule for periods of time to do specific activities. And so one of the activities that we said was important was to go back through all of your past patient lists for 30 minutes a week and just start reaching out. Send texts, send emails, do wh- whatever. I, didn't, I don't even know if I told you what to do. I said, just go do it. Just like spend the time to do it. And so on the last call, she said, well, finally, after, I don't know if it's good or not, but after a certain amount of time, whatever, I got a patient to reactivate. So everyone write this down, write down the numbers, right? So let's just assume, and again, I might be off a little bit, but I don't think I'm that off. So for 30 minutes a week, for 30 minutes a week, she's sending reactivation text, emails, calls. She finally, she finally got a patient from it. So we know that for her, That's about $4,000. That's the value of a patient, right? And so starting in April, four weeks in April, let's say, four weeks in May, all Allison did was for 30 minutes, call, text, email, call, text, email, just set the clock, let's just go. So in the course of a month, that's two hours, right? In the course of two months, that's four hours. So we just did an activity for four hours. And we know in this short sample size, that with four hours of work, we generated $4,000. Now, I'm no mathematician. That's called leverage. Because her rate's 300. But she just did an activity that took her a total of four hours and generated 4,000. And so now, her rate went up to 1,000 bucks for that work. Now, Most people would say, hmm, I don't know if this is going to work, and I just wasted four hours, and this is a lot of time. But when you quantify it and say four hours of work made us four grand, this is actually three times plus the amount that she's normally worth. That's high leverage. That's how you get, that's how you grow a business right here. Every single one of us would think, I'm in the room treating a patient, I got someone to swipe their credit card, that was the time where I made my money. Not true. This is how you make your money. Now again, this isn't gratifying. If we didn't think of it like this, there's a chance, there's a chance that if we didn't get a patient here and it took three months, that it'd be like, we're not doing this anymore, it doesn't work. When we look at activities and working on your business, the first thing to recognize is that 
The stuff that's gonna make you the most money, you are not gonna get paid for right away. This took two months. Now, we have it quantified a little bit. So now what we can say, because we've had some semblance of success here, is now, this is just a number equation. So I could say, Allison, we need to do this. She could say, it's, it's a waste of my time and we could both be right or wrong, but what do the numbers say? So we know that as of now, that this is the rate. And essentially, anything worth $300 or more is good activities. And so as of now, based on the information that we have, there's a chance that I could argue and say we should do this an hour a week. What if we cut the time in half? What if by doing it for one hour a week, we got another 4,000 instead of taking two months, it took one month? What if instead of taking two months to get 4,000, two months to got us 8,000? But again, nobody looks at it like this. They just look at it as activities. Now, the reason why I started there, the reason why I started there, because the problem that most of us have is we don't quantify it this way. And the reality is everyone here has enough, I always say this, right? Everyone here, we went to Cairo school, we graduated, we got maybe like Hannah, you got a bullshit master's degree, but you got a master's degree. <laughs> the point is everyone here has the smarts, they have the motivation, they show up enough on time to like do the thing. And so if we're talking about something so simple as time blocking, which sounds so simple, the only reason why you don't do it is because you don't think it's worth it. If it's important, you're going to do it. For most of us in practice, for 25 years, the only thing that's important is what? Showing up and treating a patient. Because why? Because they get off the table, they feel better, and they walk and they leave, and you made 50 bucks, they swipe their credit card, or whatever you made. So it's not a discipline exercise. It isn't being disciplined. I think some of it's actually having a little bit, honestly, it's probably more of a faith exercise in the beginning. You have to have faith that I'm doing the right thing until you actually see the outcome. And then it becomes a math exercise. Because at this point, like, again, like I always say, I try not to argue with people. I just try to get facts. This is not, this is not an argument at this point. Like, there's nothing to argue about. It's like, we know that this makes this much money. Now, we'll do it for another two months and reevaluate. And maybe at that point, if it doesn't produce, we can have a different strategy. But nobody could argue that that four hours is worth significantly more money because if we didn't do that, that wouldn't have happened. The, the activity was directly related to that. I think the point of this is that time blocking, it's like, it's like um, when patients come in, right, and uh, they've been somewhere else, and what is, one of the things that they often say is what? Like, oh, like my other Cairo gave me exercises, but I didn't really do them, right? We hear that often. Ashton, what do we say in that situation sometimes? If they, if they had exercise, they didn't really do them. Like they say, they say they're not motivated. What do we say? So it's yeah, that it's like it's their it's their back. Like we're gonna we're here to help you. But even more than that, one of the things we'll ask people, I think, oftentimes is, did you not do the exercise because you weren't motivated or because they weren't really working for you? You didn't think they were gonna work. Because most people that end up arriving in our office and have to put through the effort and the time and the energy and the money they are actually motivated. Now they pull it off as, oh, I'm just not motivated, I'm not disciplined. It's not. It's that they didn't actually see the value in it. Right? If we give you, hey, let me ask you, are you not motivated or the exercise didn't work? What's, there's a big difference between the two. When you start doing this and you start saying like, is this worth my time? Well, 
if that's if you're worth a thousand bucks, then that's worth your time. Now, if you're a gazillionaire and you're making twenty thousand an hour, then maybe it isn't worth your time. Let's that's a good problem to have. Let's get there. But at this point, there's a high value, high leverage activity. So going back, the, the idea of time blocking, I think, is in I, first. I think it is a little bit of faith. And there's times in our business where for people, they push back and I'll just say, just please just trust me a little. I don't know every, but just like, trust me. In the beginning, fuck, we're sitting there. Hi, I strive to move. We're like next to each other practicing. He's like, who is this asshole? Right? Now she loves it. Training every day. Right? If she could. So in the, there are times where you just have a little faith that this is what you're supposed to do. And then at some point you'll get the results to do it. But I honestly think time blocking is more of an exercise in just like knowing that this is probably what I should be doing. The thing I think for me over time as I've gotten, as I've progressed myself in business that I've recognized is I, th- I always say I got dumber. I didn't think so much. Like when there's someone that I respect that's done something that has where I want to be and they tell me to do something, I don't fight it. I just do it. Like I literally told you for this business. I went to my mastermind group six months ago. I sat down in my session in a room like this and I said, Paul, you've got where I want to get to. What do I do? He said, you got to do three things. You got to write emails. You got to produce content. And he said, you've got to get on the road and see clients. I was like, good, I got it. And then you saw that's what I did. I could fight it. Well, I don't want to fly. I like being home, blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't really like writing emails. I don't have time. Or I could just do it. I just got dumber. Yep, you told me what to do, I'm gonna do it. That's it. And so in the beginning, if you're not doing this stuff, I think part of it is just not fighting with me, but it's really fighting with yourself to just go. To just just go. And I one of the things I've seen with Ashton over the years is he fights less now, right? In the beginning, it was like pushback a little bit, but now it's like he just, it's like, yeah, we got it, let's go. We'll figure it out. That's what that's what you need. Now sometimes it takes a little bit of time, and you have to trust people. I get it. But the quicker you can get there, the better off you're going to be. And so an activity like time blocking is that, like I said, it, it is just an act of literally saying, I'm going to have faith that this is going to turn out the way that I want it to. The idea for some people of like saying, you're off on Thursdays. Oh, no, uh, can't do that. And in the beginning, you're right. It's like brutal. But like at some point, at some point, you just got to say like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you for free. One, grab a copy of my free guide, the Rehab Chiropractor's Checklist. You can get that at go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. That's go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. Two, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz, where I post business content. Three, subscribe to my weekly newsletter by sending me an email at coaching at strive to move.com. And four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more influential people and bring those lessons back to you.